1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Pod Mavericks After Dark. I'm Kirk Henderson, joined as always by Josh Bow. It's a little after midnight now on Sunday, uh, November twenty sixth. Josh, how you doing?
2: Doing okay. Um, it's the 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 West Coast start double double whammy of West Coast start plus crappy game. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a uh, a grumpy podcast. It's <laughs> well, funny if, if we're gonna it's, stay up this late and you have to watch a bad game. That's just uh, that's not not a lot of fun.
1: It's funny because the Mavericks got sort of a, a little bit of a blessing in the fact that they played on Wednesday, but then before that they had two full days off. Then they had two more days off Thursday, Friday, and then they play on Saturday. So they really, you know, three games in seven days is about the usual but over the course of a year you know there, there's a lot of four games there's a lot of five games and seven nights type deals there's a lot of like eight games in 12 nights type situations where there's just a bit of a relentless grind to the NBA season so the Mavericks have had they've had some interesting schedule breaks in my opinion to a degree uh, at least in terms of days off and you know they played like shit in that Los Angeles game. Um, You know, I didn't get a chance to join the show because I was having just a... a...
2: Yeah, which Los Angeles game? You have to... You have
1: to so clear. I didn't have a chance to join after the Lakers game because my night was basically mirrored by, like, the Mavericks' fourth quarter, just like a comedy of errors. And then I, I called it and asked Josh to run a show by himself. But that fourth quarter, plus these four quarters here against the Clippers, the Mavericks scored 101 points in 60 minutes of basketball. Um there's a lot we could talk about about in this game, and I'm kind of curious as to where we might go because the things that I want to talk about in relation to this game don't actually have to do with the game itself. <laughs> and I and I'm really I'm gonna it's it's been enough games. It's been enough. You know, the Mavericks. How what, what's their win loss right now? They're ten, 10 and six. And 6. Yep. Ten and six is pretty damn good. Ten and six is amazing, really. Yeah. But I'm still. I'm still frustrated by a few things, and I I, I want to kind of talk about. I think I need to withhold my tongue until we get through some of the things that actually matter first. So so where do you think we should start tonight? Because the Mavericks yeah. lost 107 to 88. Probably it was easily their worst offensive performance of the season. There's going to be folks that are, and I can already see. oh, they're just they're just got bad shooting nights. I mean, that's that's true, but there was there was more to it than that. Uh, what, what do you what do you think, Josh? I'll let you kick this off.
2: Yeah, I think what's really disappointing about this game is that, yes, the Mavericks had a bad shooting night. Uh, the Clippers had a bad shooting night. Um, the Clippers were 8 of 29 on threes, which is not good. They were 3 of 12 in mid-range, which the Clippers, since they have oh, okay. Kawhi Leonard, since Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they've been a huge mid-range team. But, yeah, they're so playing second
1: night of a back-to-back, right? Yeah,
2: you're right. They were. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So they were 11 of 41 on jumpers. That's 27%. And the Mavericks still lost, uh, you know, what, by 19? Uh uh, And we're down by 20 for most of the second half. So the Clippers didn't even really have their A game. And the Mavericks still were not competitive for long stretches of this game. So I think it's what it just speaks to is the fact that the Mavericks are kind of what we've seen so far is their one-trick pony. That one trick is really good when it's working, which is... Basically, looking like the best offense in the history of basketball, but that's that's the only way this team can win games right now. Uh-huh. And we were, you know, I was talking with our fellow staffer Matthew, where he was like, "Ah, oh, this is just one of those games they lost because they couldn't shoot." And I was like, "You could say that about all of their games because that's literally the only way that they can win." Is it for like
1: three off. years now? <laughs> and it's so funny because Jason Kidd joined the Mavericks, and one of the first things he said as coach was essentially. He essentially said they needed to stop shooting so many threes, and in every year since, I'm pretty sure they're shooting more threes with each passing season, and that's fine. Like that's the you that's know, the he, roster
2: that they built. That's the
1: roster that they built. So it's not like a slide of kid or anything like. It's just it's it's a very peculiar way to 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 where they've ended up, and uh, I just I. I, I there's so many areas, and I one one of my main challenges is, uh, is like sort of figuring out the wellspring, at least with this one game, is what problems beget the other problems. So it's like I was chatting with one fan before the game who told me he's just really sick and tired of watching Luca, uh, watching Luca play like this. And my response was, Luca didn't start out the game like this. He hurt his hand, and then no other Maverick could make a shot. I mean, you go look at the box score tonight and there's like a real element of last year's Mavs and the year before Mavs. I mean, Grant Williams and Derek Jones Jr. combined for for how many points? Four? Five? Five points.
2: Five points, okay.
1: Like, get the fuck out of here. Wait, no, they combined
2: for nine points. Nine Nine
1: points. Fouls. Fouls, my bad. It's
2: okay. nine but still
1: yeah. not much better <laughs> nine points and the other and, three you know,
2: starters combined cuz Rashawn Holmes had a goose egg so ooh, we're going to talk about him uh, later
1: but if you're a big Ra- Rashawn Holmes fan i hope that giant pile of crow you're eating tastes delicious because he looked as bad as advertised i just and so it's like when, when you go through this when you go through this problems damn it when you sorry espn loves these autoplay ads when i have up their box <laughs> score it mutes me um I don't know where you start with this game. I I just, I really don't know where, where where, the defense is bad, but the defense has been bad. And so it's like inserting Rashawn Holmes or Dwight Powell in place of lively doesn't help anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, does it show, I mean, maybe the Maverick season can be summed up by how much they need a 19 year old rookie starting center to to stabilize things, which is one thing. Um, the other thing is, you know, yeah, this team still has a lot of bad, you know, Luca, Kyrie, uh, Pal, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, we know that those guys are, aren't always tip-top defenders. Just going to say that as nicely as I can. Just do not piss anyone right. off because, sure. you know, Luca is certainly given some, some effort during some certain stretches, but let's just leave it at that. I think what is really weird about this team and this season is that the guys that they're playing, they're paying to play defense, Grant Williams, Derrick Jones Jr., Dante Axum, um, Josh Green, they've had some moments, but they've been way more inconsistent on the defensive end of the floor than I think even I expected. And a lot of it just seems like I don't know what they're trying to do on defense. I mean, it just seems like possession to possession, you see guys pointing at each other. And the other team scoring layups. Well, there was a like, possession
1: and I'm going to do the thing where I pick on Josh Green again, but I'm sorry. Well, he was not, ba-
2: yeah. I mean, he was, he was really bad tonight. So There, okay. uh,
1: there was a help <laughs> possession where Paul George, again, like the Dallas Mavericks made the decision tonight to allow Paul George to get to the rim. Like there were so many chances where Dwight Powell, Josh Green, or someone else faked help at Paul George only for him to just go right the fuck past. And again, I'm picking on Green, but Green is emblematic of the situation. There was a play where it was in the second quarter, I think, where Paul George is dribbling from the right wing. I can't remember who was guarding him. I'm pretty sure it was Derek Jones Jr. And Green, who is over on the left, he's he is facing the right wing. So he's out there. Um, and it's towards the top of the screen from the TV that you're where you're looking at on the television. And Green takes a hard step at Paul George a really hard step like almost to the point to where i think you and i in a lot of games would say wow he's really overhelping he forces paul george to do nothing <laughs> paul george doesn't give a shit that josh green is there and just goes right past both guys for a layup mm-hmm. and it like when you watch those sorts of plays this goes back to the question that we asked two podcasts ago what is the team's defensive um, what are they trying to achieve with their defense? Yeah, I don't know. What are the principles? I
2: don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, their They're- principles at this point are allowing so many points in the paint that it makes you, like, reconsider your priors as to what you know about defense as a basketball fan.
2: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, I, like, are they a switching defense? No. Are they, you know, an aggressive Trapping pick and roll defense? No. Like I just don't know where to start. And it's like so often you just see guys doubling when they shouldn't, or like rotating when they not when they shouldn't, or they think there's gonna be like how many times have you seen a help defender kind of like point like at a player thinking like, hey, you're gonna go pick that guy up or you're gonna rotate over the spot and no one moves and there's an open layup. I mean, that happened routinely, routinely tonight. It's happened a lot the last few weeks. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what they want to do and i understand that the personnel isn't great you know you've got a lot of one-way players on your roster so it's going to be hard to make a defense first team but they just they don't even need to be defense first they just need to be average and they will be i mean with this offense they will they will get near 45 somewhere to 45 50 wins if they just play you know 15th best defense in the nba that's that shouldn't be I still, that yeah and i bar. still
1: think that's true i still think that's yeah. true because that we had really penciled in this november schedule as the one of the tough points and they're gonna close november i mean they still got a few games left but they're gonna close november in a pretty good spot like we had hoped for kind of 500 that was honestly what we talked about back in kind of august um but there was just so many weird points in this game and it it starts with the defense, but then the offense was like totally funky and weird. And I think now is where I sort of broached really the enormous elephant in the room that I think I was only kind of listening at points, but I think even the Mavericks broadcast talked about this a little bit, but we got to talk about the fact that these guys simply don't look good on any NBA after a night where they are clearly staying in a fun NBA city. Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah, two, I, I, what, they, two, they spent two nights in New Orleans, two nights in L.A., and those are their two worst losses.
1: <laughs> so we can't – nor well, we shouldn't say any more than, hmm, that's really interesting. But unless you're a child, that has to cross your mind. It just has to. Like what, what are they doing? They all looked terrible to start that game. And I'm so – like – Guys, you're not good enough to go do that on a night in, night out basis. You know this isn't. You know, nobody is Michael Jordan, and it's 1995. Like, like, come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's not fun. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Say to that other than it just. But has that's to stop. that. That
1: then bakes into like the other things that we saw tonight. Where I'm watching this in the comments of the show right now, where it's like the Mavericks have a whole lot bigger problems than effort. I don't disagree, but effort is one of those things that you can control
2: yeah they can fix that yes and <laughs> they, they can't didn't... fix how tall everyone is on the roster right yes now.
1: <laughs> and they didn't have a lot of effort when the game started you know and so it just it, it kind of rolled downhill from there I mean they were out of it in the first quarter this was an awful game to slog through because they gave you just a little bit of hope and it it's just that's just it's it's a brutal thing because it's like There are times, like, there was, you know, one of the things that really chapped my ass this game was the Tim Hardaway, I'm going to dribble for 20 seconds possession. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, he got... I mean, I feel like he
2: had more than one of those.
1: He had, like, four of them. And one of them, I remember at least two where he got the rebound and just called his own number from the rebound. And, like, that big-time Tim, no. Like, there's data on Tim and dribbles. Like, the more he dribbles, the worse he shoots.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's why I did appreciate a little bit Kyrie in the third quarter when Luca wasn't on the floor finally like we've been kind of begging him to just be like, hey, when you're on the floor without Luca, do not let Tim do this freelance stuff and I thought he he did a better job but again they were they were just down by too much work it did it didn't really matter well um, I, I
1: I think during this stretch Kyrie's probably one of the few guys who you can say all right, Kyrie's bringing it. Kyrie is bringing his effort. But what we're seeing also, like there was a Kyrie had a trap ball turnover tonight. I don't remember ever seeing that before. Like Kyrie Irving getting trapped and called for a turnover.
2: Oh, yeah. He traveled while he was. Yeah. He was and I just like in the baseline. But tonight was
1: a pretty solid reminder that Kyrie's is about 6'2 and 175 pounds. Like, there's just certain nights where it doesn't matter how brilliant he is. He is still smaller in stature and cannot be expected to be a Superman and save the team from themselves.
2: Right. Yeah. And there was a possession. I mean, just kind of a little segue into the to the defense. Um, I watched it just now because it really stuck out in my mind. Funny enough, the Clippers missed a shot, um, which kind (laughs) of goes to show this this game like this. This could have been like if the Clippers made an average number of jump shots, you can argue this for the Mavericks too. But if the Clippers made an average number of their jump shots, they would have won this game by 30. Um, It's a possession in the third quarter. Kawhi's posting up against Tim Hardaway Jr. So obviously bad. He gets the ball. Uh, Harden's the one who enters it into Kawhi. So he's the closest Uh uh, to Kawhi with the ball. Uh, And Kyrie's guarding Harden. As soon as he dumps it into Kawhi in the post, uh, Kyrie goes to double. goes a double kawaii so hardens one pass away open uh, above the three-point line because of the way the clippers are spaced there isn't really anyone to rotate over so paul george is curling he catches a ball at the free throw line and grant williams is behind him um because grant williams gets stuck on a screen which appears to be like every dallas mavericks perimeter player right now mm-hmm. and he immediately passes it to harden who's open for a three at the top of the wing um top of the key above the break three and Like, it's emblematic of the Mavericks defense. So both Kyrie and Grant Williams close on James Harden. And, like, you've gotten – So now you've got another wide-open player, Paul George, who kind of floats to the three-point line. Grant goes from Harden to – And instead of covering, getting back to Paul George, who's open, he thinks Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to leave Kawhi. And and so now – Grant's going to Kawhi and Tim's there. So there's, again, two on the ball and and Paul George misses a wide open three. It's really – I'm butchering it. No,
1: no, I remember this possession because it was like (laughs) they got saved by the lack of Clipper shot making, not because of anything they did defensively.
2: No, and it was just like the way this team plays defense, it's like, one, it's like they've never played together, which, to be fair, this is the biggest roster shakeup they've had. So, I mean, you can give them some slack there. But – It's they just have no idea what they're doing on defense. (laughs) Like I don't think they know what the rotations are. I don't think they know like when they want to double and when they don't. Like it's just it's a comedy of errors on the defensive end, and it all seems to stem from like yes, they're going to get scored on in the paint and bully balled a lot because of their physical uh, disadvantages a lot of nights. But this isn't a physical. This is mental. Like they just need to get if they can get on the same page a little bit uh, in terms of how they want to rotate. That will clean up a lot like they're never going to fix the paint stuff mm-hmm. because they're just too small as a yeah they, you, but I they got to clean yeah. up this communication stuff because it's this off-ball communication stuff is just absolutely killer but that's the stuff that sh- theoretically should be fixable in film room and practice and well like that.
1: and that goes back to elements of and and I, I meant to pull this up i swear i was i had this that goes back to what i've talked about mentioned briefly but i do you know not to make excuses for them i kick the shit out of the mavericks they frustrate me but i do think there's something to do with the fact that they've played 10 road games so far so how much yeah. film are you getting you're getting no practice like you're getting right. shoot around you know out of their 16 games they played 10 on the road they're six and four
2: i mean so- I mean, hell, they've played what two games in six days? Yeah. You'd think there'd be some film stuff se- film sessions then and they <laughs> they have not looked great these last think, two games. You'd think uh, um I know there or, was a holiday, but well, I'm know, trying not
1: to do the like I'm mad at Jason Kidd thing because no, I, I, I honestly I, I honestly it's it's it doesn't matter. <laughs> Kid's not going anywhere. Like Mm-hmm. I've, I got some messages about somebody pointing out to me how frustrated like Luca looks in game with some of the coaching stuff. And I'm like, honestly, I think we overrate in game interactions. These guys spend all this time together off the floor and everybody's in a good, so it's like, I don't, I just don't know how to talk about it. So I'm probably gonna keep my mouth shut.
2: It's going to be one of those things where we just don't, We if it right. happens then we'll react to it right. but until then we have to assume it's yeah,
1: it's a non thing. And, and you know, it is what it is. Um, where is it going?
2: You want to you want to take it you want to tell people to, to I do to you're right I, you're right
1: right I've lost I've lost my thread in, in the own show um folks if you're watching on the YouTube and if you're listening uh on on the podcast the next day if you could please do me a favor and consider uh subscribing to the show now if you're listening you can you know subscribe via whatever channel you get your podcast from if you're watching on YouTube you could roll down and and hit the like button uh, on this particular video, you can also hit the subscribe button. Uh, also you could consider leaving a comment when this video is done. I really like seeing all those. I'm trying to answer them. The last couple of days have been busy, but you know, Josh and I are inching towards our end season goal of 5,000. We crashed, we crashed uh, 2, a 2000 couple, a uh, couple games ago. So it's a little bit of a time, you know, these, these losses, it's a little harder after losses, but, uh, I wanted to, to make my, my pitch. And then I think we can, you know, circle back here, The size thing is, is just, it's tough. Like this is one of the, and, and, you know, I've, I've been oddly like I, I, I've sort of about faced on the Dwight Powell of it all because I think he takes a lot of heat, but then tonight in his backup 17 minutes, he was awful. He had no shot attempts. He had two rebounds in 15 minutes. It's just, he's woefully out of place. Yeah, the, like best,
2: the, the best the team looked was when they played Grant at the 5, Exum. Like, mm-hmm. the two biggest players were Grant and Exum. But even then, I mean, it didn't do enough to shave off the lead. Mm-hmm. I yeah.
1: mean, we, we got six minutes of Omax who just flailed. I mean, flailed to the point of, like, he had, he had he somehow heaved two shots in two minutes, both three-pointers. Neither one went in. Like, one was over the rim. And folks that want him to play more, I get it, just because he's a big body. But if you're doing stuff like that, kid's not going to play you. Like you gotta you you have to contribute statistically. And he's just kind of out there getting cardio. I mean Josh Green had a total regression game for where he'd been coming from. That one's pretty brutal. Not sure what to do about that at all. I mean, yeah, there's like like the simplest solution is to look at the box score and go, oh, well, these Mavericks, these Mavericks just missed a lot of shots, and it's
2: well, they missed a lot of shots, but also, I mean, look at the role player shot attempts. I mean, yep. The Mavericks shot 38 three pointers, and Kyrie and Luca. What Kyrie and Luca were responsible for 15 of them, and then another nine from Hardaway. So those three guys basically shot all your three pointers. Like Grant Williams was one of two, Derek Jones Jr. one of three. You know, two of five isn't terrible percentage, but the five is not good. And I think our our staffer Jack has been tweeting about like the Clippers just kind of stayed home and kind of let Kyrie and Luca do what they wanted because they didn't want that Mavericks drive and kick machine to get revved up. Cause the Mavericks, when they get going, like when that starts rolling, it feels like kind of like a boulder rolling downhill and you can't really stop it. So they were like, all right, well, you know, these guys aren't going to burn us if we stick to them uh, because we know that they're not going to drive past us because they're, you know, Grant and Jones and, and, and some of these other role players are just, they're basically just spot up guys. So they weren't scared of those guys burning them off the dribble. So they were like, Hey, if Kyrie and Luca shoot a bunch of shots from the floater area, you know, and kind of near the rim, you know, mid range, we'll take that as long as like Jones isn't getting six wide open threes. And Williams is getting eight wide open threes because they know those guys aren't going to burn them any other way. And yeah. they kind of were proven right tonight. I mean, this is the kind of blueprint of a game where like, you know, if, if Kyrie and Luca aren't a hundred percent nails and you saw that Luca wasn't, was pretty good, but he wasn't Luca, Luca, like, mvp like gonna win this game by myself luca and Kyrie was pretty good but he wasn't you know electric Kyrie uh for four, you know his full time which is fine these guys shouldn't be expected to be like that every game but they basically bet they're like we don't think these these two guys are gonna score 50 each uh and we're just gonna live with with the results I mean, a good, it's,
1: it's frankly a good bet
2: yeah i'm surprised more teams don't do it more yeah. often <laughs> to be honest. Well, I
1: mean, it's it's when somebody gets going, it's kind of hard. Like it, it's human nature. Who was I think it was Terrence Mann against the against Utah several years ago, where all of a sudden Terrence Mann just starts nailing threes to help bury bury the Jazz. Like that's that's what the Mavericks are relying on. I, I I'm tempted to just sort of you know pull the Luka Doncic who did this several games ago, where he's like, you know, people forget that the NBA season is long. <laughs> I'm not forgetting the season is long. I just
2: I mean, they're, they're when they don't a, compete.
1: Uh, that part hurts. That's the part that really hurts me.
2: Yeah, and what? I think it's also. I mean, they are a LeBron James senior moment uh, in the last uh, thirty. You know, one minute of that game against the Lakers from being on a four-game losing. God, I wanted to talk so, about that game. I know you did. You really did. I mean, that's LeBron, the game where
1: you ask what Jason Kidd is doing because yes, there was just like that I was know. that was a bad kid game.
2: Yes, it was for sure. But yeah, I think that's why this loss feels a little worse uh, because really, we haven't seen this team play well in over you know their game, their game at Washington uh, on November fifteenth. That was the last time they kind of looked looked good from start to finish. And even yeah. then, you know, they got blown out by New Orleans before that. So they're just on a little bit of a losing run. So this game in isolation, you can kind of wash away and be like, yeah, hey, they'll make some shots, but it's like. If LeBron doesn't throw away the game in the final minute uh, on Wednesday, uh, the, they're on a four-game losing streak, and they'd be well, they would be nine and seven right now, which is still dying. fine. Was still fine, but you yeah. know they are they started eight and two. There's so,
1: real at that yeah. point the questions are much louder, and I yeah. I think a loss like this you just sort of chalk it up and you go home. Um, mm-hmm. This maybe there's a little bit of schedule analysis to be done. You wonder how long Lively is out. Um, Yeah, that hurts. It does hurt. It does hurt. But there's also the fact that the way Lively went down, he didn't, you know, he he did the thing. Anybody that's played kind of higher level competitive sports, there's a pretty good chance you've had a really frightening injury thing happen to you just because sports are contact sports. And what happened to Lively was really scary. I mean, he's just so big. And he's so young and he fell flat on his back. Like his left heel caught the ground. That was, man, that was something else to watch. So it's the fact that he told Mark Stein after the game that he felt okay. Like talk about, that's where it's just like the most hilarious reminder that he's a 19 year old kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, it was really scary, but I'm, I'm okay. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm back stuff. I mean, you can go, you can have a soliloquy on how back stuff is stuff. You do not want to mess with. So. Yeah. Oh they yeah. Need to, they need to make sure he's hundred percent. Right. Well, and then
1: he, he, like I have been clipped like that and came down on my shoulders. Um, and it, the, the, I still have certain pain in my elbows from where I caught myself. Like I slammed both elbows in the hardwood when he got, I was obviously not that high cause I'm six foot two, but I'm still big. And, and I can't imagine like the fact that he came down level, the Maverick, because if he would have come down on one side more than the other, oh my God! Because like he barely caught the left heel, and that that was why he wasn't walking. Like he didn't put any weight on his left leg. I mean, the Mavericks really kind of got lucky on that one. I was I was something else. Um, yeah, man. Just uh, we'll we'll see where the Mavericks go with this. Um, I am not. I'm a little disappointed in the overall sense that we went from being so happy to already there's a lot of like just sort of drudgery involved with this team and i don't know i don't know how you fix that
2: yeah i mean a lot of it is people just want their preseason takes to be proven right mm. <laughs> i mean people there are some people that thought this team was gonna stink and they just want the team to stink to prove that they were right when they said the team is gonna stink sure um and and vice versa, people that thought the team was going to be good want you know when they were eight and two. You know that's just the nature of the nature of being and doing what we do. But yeah, um, otherwise, in terms of like the on the court stuff, I don't know if they're, the schedule. I mean, they're gifted two Memphis games in the next couple of weeks, which is going to help um, playing Houston and Oklahoma City. Uh, also sandwiched between that is not going to be fun for them with the way those two teams are playing. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they need to get Lively back as soon as possible. But I'm just curious to see maybe how they get through December um, and when the schedule starts evening out. Because, you know, I mean, the first 10 or 12 games was just, like, just outrageous in terms of their schedule luck, in terms of not only were they playing bad teams, but they are also playing Bad teams when they were playing poorly um which which helps so like right. you know i mean they were not gonna i mean what what is an eight what is eight and two over the, the course of a full season like they were not going to do that um right for not a thing. To, yeah so you know it's one of those things where you have to figure out what's real and what's not because i mean it's kind of like a tail tale of two teams right now because they had the hot start eight and two and now they've kind of backslid and it's like okay is the real team, the team in the first 10 games, or is it the team in the last six? And I would have to do a little bit more deep diving to, to look into that. But the answer, which is like the safe cop-out answer is probably just like, it's probably just a little bit in the middle where they're probably a little bit of that really good team that started hot in the first 10 games, but they're also probably a little bit of this team that's uh, been slumping, um, which still would probably be a successful season, but, but yeah, it, it it's tough. Um did Luca get a tech tonight? No, he did not. That's a win. Congratulations. <laughs> That's a yeah. win. I mean, I, considering
1: the refing crew, I thought he was going to get thrown out. And, like, Josh, I don't really talk about refs very much. We don't talk no. about refs very much because we don't care. Um, I think both of us sort of come from the school of thought where we're older. We've seen what happened to the Mavericks in the 2000s, which felt much worse than anything that has happened to these Mavericks. And number two, Lucas kind of made his own bed. To a degree, and tonight was another game where I felt like the Mavericks got the let like the legacy Luca whistle, Um, and that that trickled down. But it's not why they lost. It, it certainly isn't why they lost. It, it's just a thing where I, I'm not sure how you know how how to, how to deal with it. I really wish that that Kyrie could get a fucking foul call to save his life. Like that he's hammered and just gets nothing.
2: He's got Monte Ellis disease um he's so acrobatic that they don't call it well acrobatic and he also tries to shoot shots um like he doesn't try to contort and and bait foul bait you know he just when he goes to the paint he's trying to make the shot not just get to the free throw line and that's unfortunately refs aren't gonna call that
1: (sighs) yeah i just i felt like that was kind of worth addressing um do you want to talk about the last thing that i mentioned i mentioned to you in slack kind of during the thing i I want to just briefly touch yeah. on
2: it. <laughs> I am trying to figure out how much I want to tiptoe around. No, let's just talk. Let's
1: just let's I just know. say what happened. Okay. Say can explain what happened to the team to to, to everybody's listening.
2: Okay. Um we're talking about the James Harden thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I don't know when it was. I think it was the first half. Um but kind of unprompted uh Mavericks uh play-by-play commentator Derek Harper um asked a uh, play-by-play uh man Mark Followell uh do you think James Harden still loves basketball or, or loves to play the game and it was like i said it was unprompted i don't even know if harden had a bad play that spurred it he had, it, had a kind of a quiet first half he, yeah spurred. he definitely did i just i couldn't remember if he like took like a really bad shot or something yeah. or maybe that spurred it on but yeah which on its face is maybe a little a little spicy for for local NBA TV broadcasts which are pretty which try to keep their broadcast pretty, you know, straight and narrow down the middle or obviously they're going to be biased toward the home team yeah. the home they're the home which is fine That's there's nothing wrong with that but yep. you know you don't usually see that type of maybe call out of an opposing player because you know they're trying to keep it cordial league partners you know they're their representatives of the team etc so that kind of raised my eyebrow. Um, Followell kind of I think did add some diplomatic answers about it, and then Harper kind of kind of went back to it and then was talking about it more, kind of trying to maybe prove his point because I think that's what he was trying to argue. Which makes but, you
1: at that point, it becomes very clear that Harper was not around during Brian Damaris's random yeah, that's funny, off like totally bizarre, mostly correct uh rant about James Harden before the first Clipper game which was two weeks ago um to the point to where and, and you know he had to apologize for that I don't know why but somebody made him apologize and so I, the fact that he did apologize meant that there was a edict from someone somewhere basically being like don't do that don't do that which Harp's not been around we don't know why none of our business Harp clearly didn't get that memo and it was just so weird,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think if this was just the only thing we probably wouldn't know, but coming off no. the Brian Damaris fiasco where that happened, he had to apologize. They pulled the clip. it was just like it was just it just made me arch my eyebrows a little bit because I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I mostly watch the Mavericks. I'm not. Yeah super tuned in to opposing teams broadcasts you are a little bit better than me because you know you didn't live in dfw for so right. long so you basically you didn't get to listen to the mavericks broadcasts. but like i would assume that most local team broadcasts aren't discussing players like that usually but i could be wrong i'm not listening i mean they to get it.
1: pretty weird i get a yes, lot so. of like i yeah.
2: yeah you can answer this better than it, me
1: it's it but every time it happens it doesn't feel right and and it's just, it feels, it feels like wrestling commentary. And so, again, we don't want to talk about this for too long. It's just weird to have it happen twice in, two, like, less than two weeks from an organization that is, by and large, got this stuff buttoned down. I bet we'll never hear it again the rest of the season. Seriously mean that. Because um, Harp is actually pretty great about giving other teams' players praise.
2: Yeah, um, especially, like, he's one of those especially mm-hmm. when you consider some of his other players from that era that are doing media jobs. Uh, he's definitely more complimentary of the, of the modern game than a lot of his contemporaries. That's for sure. That's Which right. also made it stick out a little bit more.
1: It's it was just, it was odd. And I made Josh bring it up. Cause I'm like, all right, we didn't discuss the first one. Cause you and I didn't want to, because frankly, we thought it was in bad taste at the time, just because mm-hmm. like, it's not like the Mavericks have this sterling reputation among players as a place you want to come play. So to have like a, a, quasi team official being like
2: this dude fucking sucks which is so weird which is so funny because you were you were kind of like uh he's not wrong but
1: oh yeah everybody was that's why it hit but it was just like what's this who's this guy it's great it'd be like if I did it it's just like no one you know it doesn't well no
2: no it would be like not if you did it because you you could do it because you're not sure you're not on TV. (laughs) we're, We're in our little we're in our little corner that we've carved out. But yeah well, you know,
1: we get another night off, two nights off again. I don't think the Mavericks play till Tuesday. I don't think so either. So maybe they'll figure something out. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. We're not, it again, at, at 10 and 6, like th- they could keep playing at a 10 and 6 pace the rest of the season. I'd be thrilled.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they played 500 or oh. if they finished four games above 500, I mean, that would be a successful season. <laughs>
1: I mean, it really would, right? Yeah, I mean, six games right now. It's like, what do you, you know, what what do we? Oh, yeah. So, I, I just, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Only four games. I can't do math. But yeah, tonight.
2: I mean, that would be, what would that be? That would be, like, you know, 40, 45, 46 wins or I just, whatever. I'd be, so, I'd be
1: thrilled yeah. with it. I'd be thrilled with it. I Like, there's elements of this that I want them to clean up. I do get, like, I hate the late night of it all. I didn't want to get together and talk. I'm not going to host an, a, a Mavs group therapy because it's just, the baby's going to. I think my what time is it? Twelve forty-five. I think my baby shift uh, window it starts in about an hour. Um, so I, I just I don't want to get caught on the caught on the mic if we're doing this. But you know we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep pushing. Uh, this the the bitch of this guys is like when it becomes a slog with the Mavericks, it also becomes a slog for us. Um, so it's like if if they're gonna lose and it would be a close game, we have more to talk about. But instead, this game is just like. It's just it's just gross, and, and hopefully we can wash our hands of it and move on. You got anything else? No,
2: I think that's about it. All I'm right, good. team. It's late. Is,
1: it is late. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh bow Uh, we had uh, fun talking basketball with you guys. We'll be back Tuesday. Um, everybody enjoy uh, the rest of your holiday weekend if you're here in the United States, and uh you know we're we're cruising towards December. Everybody be good. Have a great night and go Mavs.